We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Welcome to the Holy Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. I forgot we were going to say our names because Amelia and I are in a, just like a really weird, we were chanting a lot of things before. Uh, it is a, there's a different energy in here today. Yeah, I'll probably include the chant as the intro. Oh, hell yeah. The people have to know. There are a few chants, so. Yeah, maybe we're in a good mood because we got like chance. two really exciting emails today. That's true. And we have to tell you what it is soon. <laughs> Sorry, I did a little shimmy with the squeal. It's exciting stuff for the podcast, too, y'all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Super exciting stuff. cool. Any guesses? <laughs> I feel like they probably know. Yeah, I'm sure There's they only do. Like, else, a like, few there could be like three things that yeah. could be. <laughs> <laughs> three exciting things. We're going to be on the Fit and Fresh podcast. <gasps> oh, my God. Or is it Fresh and Fit? Is yeah, it Fit and Fresh or fuck Fresh Fuck those fit? guys. They are inseparable. They really are. They're like... We can help you get women. Us, two ugly, insufferable dudes. <laughs> women. They fucking suck and we hate them. Why won't they have sex with us? And then they invite women onto the show that are... And then they're like, you're ugly and yeah. you ain't shit. Yeah, you're not special. Like, Why did you invite me here? Yeah, like, what am I doing here? They just gaslight them into thinking they're like, that they're wrong about like, shit. Are you negging me into th- wanting to like be nice to you yeah that's not gonna work and that's how did you see that uh woman what is her name i I just had a brain about it me too oh my god hold on i could pull it up because so many people sent me the video um squints being one of them which is how i know he's happy oh Brittany renner nice i was like good man i i i i'm Brittany renner and then um what is it china doll Oh, I didn't see that one. China doll walked out on them. She was just like, "You're whack," <laughs> and she just walked out. Yeah, they what were like they being rude to her. Yeah, of course they were. And then she was like, um, "She's like, you're rude to me first, and then when I like say something back, you're like, you're being mean." 
I just and like then she was like I'm out of here that's that's how they are with everybody that they have on the show they're they, so inseparable they had annoying. a segment about I did a um, YouTube video reacting to it I, you should watch it it's fucked up the um, they had like a whole segment on like m- women go on girls trips to cheat on men that and they talked for like 20 minutes about that subject <laughs> that's so boring and it doesn't make any fucking sense well they're, they're just like controlling women <laughs> It's boring. Yeah. Um, if I wanted, like, why would I pretend to be interested in anything these ugly men are saying when I could pretend to be interested in sports for hot men? Yeah. You know? Right. So. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You know what I started doing <laughs> when I want to, like, look cool to hot men? Um, looking up the top tweets <laughs> during a football game. <laughs> and being like that is a game shit that fucking turnover during the second quarter man totally game changer how come men aren't looking up the top tweets from joe millionaire yeah and texting them to to us they should be that's, well i that's, mean to you huh? yeah i but if you did text them to me mr liz would be very excited too because we have been watching joe millionaire so much better than The Bachelor. Really? Yes. Clayton is so boring. It's seriously. So, he is, listen, it's Clayton, I'm season. sorry. This season is like eating a bunch of dry saltine crackers. It's so fucking boring. It's just, it's not interesting. No. It's also like a lot of really bad takes. I think the world is done with Mean Girls. Yeah, I think the so The world is done giving a shit about mean girls we are here for the women and men who unionize against the toxic person that is the shit i live for and that's real i'm not seeing enough of that that's what happened during katie's season i love yeah. that the men unionized. the simp union yeah the simp Loved union it. i Aaron. love the simp oh union. god the, the um, amount of times i've slid into that man's dms i love him he's younger than me mr <laughs> liz and i Whenever that would start to happen, we'd start chanting Simp Union. <laughs> Such, Simp that is union. so funny. Simp, Simp Union. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly oh, how we chant it, though. God so. bless them. Anyway, watch Joe Millionaire. It's a lot of fun. Okay. It's, I, it's so, they have, so, they're having more fun. It's more interesting. The guys are like nicer. Everyone's more like realistic. Are they rich so men? Far, or do we not know if they're rich men? One man is rich. One man is not rich, but. Honestly, he seems like he has like a pretty good job. Like, I feel like most people don't give a shit if you're rich. It's like, do you have a good job? Yeah. Are you working hard? That's so real. Do you have a reliable job? So he full-time works in construction. Okay. And then on the side, he's the CEO of his own business. And he's not the millionaire? No. But he's, there's nothing sexier than drive. Nothing sexier. Yeah. It's about drive. It's about power. <laughs> um, and then it's the other song. guy is a millionaire from farming. It's like a family farm. Oh, that'll do it. You want to hear the red flag? Yeah. He is the biggest mama's boy. Uh-oh. He, in this last episode that came out, he said that his, so, I mean, by the time this episode comes out for everyone else, there will have been one more episode. But in this last one that we watched, he this girl is like, so there's a rumor going around that you were spoon fed until you were um, 11. And then he, she was like, is that true? And he was like, yeah. How did that rumor get out? The I don't know. Like, he was spoon fed until he was 11. <laughs> <laughs> he le- and the fact he admitted it. And he was like, he was like, yeah, I'd just be like lazy. And like my mom would like feed me after school. Yeah. Does he seem like the type that would expect 
his wife to be a second mom like does yes. he have that energy yes no. they have to know that they, he's the, the rich one right right like, come on um and that like and the amount he talks about his mom he's like my mom would dress me and blah 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 and then mr liz was like fuck no like so many red flags like i don't know mama's I boys don't. are mama's boys are some of the most misogynistic people out there i'm not to say he's a misogynist but he is very there's this level of immaturity like not like the immaturity of like yeah let's like fuck some bitches it's just like childlike immaturity like emotional like he's emotionally immature yes heard i am sweet there's there's a fine line between like being close to your mom and being a mama's boy i love Mm -hmm. dudes that are close to their moms like men that like respect their moms and like just like think the world of their moms i love that and then there's like a very small shift that it gets toxic (laughs) yeah i don't know where that line is but it exists and i I think everybody knows it i want to see relationships with people's parents that are similar to mine Mm. where they're like i respect my parents um but also sometimes i don't (laughs) fair enough i love them and i respect them and sometimes they're wrong that's a healthy (laughs) and i'm not gonna tell them any secrets (laughs) and they can't listen to my podcast (laughs) anyways back to uh fit and fresh fresh and fit it's a stupid fucking name for a yeah. podcast first of all also, like it's not about working out uh-uh what's it about they're not fresh at all none of the takes are fresh they're in fact from the 40s <laughs> <laughs> some of the comments we get on tiktok from people they're are like so does every woman with a microphone think that they should start a podcast also most of the time we're ta- like the things that they're commenting on we're just like laughing at yeah. we're like oh my god destroyed dick december what yes that's wild that's a wild concept how funny just they have just and then they're like they get so mad they're like no destroyed dick december (laughs) is my thing i'm like okay calm chill out it's gonna be okay let's take a deep breath together and then now we're gonna read a listener email (laughs) like whereas like the entire fit and fret i keep calling it the wrong thing who who gives a fuck it sounds Um, stupid no matter what direction you put it in (laughs) i keep thinking it sounds like a grocery store oh my god you're so right it's like a fresh and stop fresh and shop yeah (laughs) anyways it's like a gnc their entire thing is just like being off absolutely awful and generalizing women i honestly i think it would be different if the fresh and fit fuckers would just like if they were self-aware it would make it into a comedy podcast (laughs) because that would be fucking hilarious then it would be a bit but it's scary because they're not joking not doing a bit no they're not they're surely not doing a bit i haven't uh, the only things i have seen from that have been against my will uh real they got taken off of tiktok they got removed from tiktok it's the first good thing that tiktok's done anyway they're insufferable uh, anywho that felt good that was like it did it did me. i lost my voice from pretending to be a roid rager <laughs> i wish they would lose theirs yeah they, girl they're not on tea they'd be way fr- fresher and fitter oh <laughs> they were at least taking testosterone supplements. for sure no i mean i wish they would lose their voice oh, oh then they would yeah be quiet. okay i see what you're saying yeah <laughs> um all right we have uh we have some tea today. It's we have a stacked schedule. We have, we have a spicy schedule. We I do. think it's it's going to be a little emotional today. Oh, yeah, you're right. I just yeah. looked. I just looked at the first thing on your list, and I was like, oh, yeah. yep, no, nope, you're right. <laughs> and I'm ready to to roid out. 
I'm going to roid out this entire episode. I'm going to need because that. Because I'm an alpha. <laughs> it's about drive. It's about power. <laughs> <laughs> that should be our new theme song. So we, I'm going to take a big drink for this one. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna tee up this convo we're having. If you're not on West Elm Caleb TikTok yet, here's Ooh, the tea. girl. Um, in the most basic of terms, uh, a bunch of women that live in New York figured out that they're all dating the same white man with a mustache that works at West Elm named Caleb. And he's got his beanie just rolled all the way up. Yep. He's one of those. Yeah. But they all figured out through TikTok that they are all dating this man and they all thought that they were the only person dating this man. There's no issue. Well, because he told them that. Right. There's no issue <laughs> if he was like, oh, I'm dating a lot of people. That, But that's not the case. Like, they no. all thought that they were like, he was like, I deleted the apps when we met. And da, da, da. He was he was love bombing hardcore. A bunch and of a some bunch people of are like, some people are like, this is going too far. And I'm like, it's not. Someone took the... out a billboard. <laughs> Someone what? Took out a billboard. Did you see that? Really? That's a bit much. Um, <laughs> like, don't dox the man. I don't know if it's real. I saw. Yeah. No, don't dox the man. But like the point being is like, this isn't uncommon. I saw someone like, I saw, you know, I was looking up the hashtag or like just uh, what it, it was trending on Twitter. So on Friday. So I was looking at it just because I was like, oh, thank God people are finally on West Elm TikTok because I've been there for a couple days. And yeah. I was like, OK, I need to talk to someone about this. So I wanted to see what the Internet was saying. And people are like, you don't have to like ex- you don't have to like that. This is how dating is. But like, um, you know, people are like so mad at this guy. And I'm like, it's not just because it's a reality of dating doesn't mean like people aren't allowed to be mad because that's fucking insane that like this is like women are just like oh yep and then he love bombed me and then he like blah he just did all this shit yeah big shock and then we just like are quietly like whispering about it like no Mm -hmm. if if you don't want to get caught with your bad behavior don't do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you should always expect that you're gonna get exposed on social in some capacity well because this is literally identical to uh, what the Charles Manson guy did. Yep. He love bombed a bunch of people. And was like, I don't talk to anybody the way I talk to y'all. Yeah. He like. Baby's about to be born. And and like we said then, and we'll say now, there's nothing wrong with like dating a bunch of people. No, not at all. I was dating like 10 guys at once, but all of them knew. Why lie about it? That's the the weird part. That's so weird. It's a power thing, I think. Like, to try and, like, make sure they're not talking to anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The – I think women are too smart to be in a cult these days, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. The the power of white male charisma Mm -hmm. does not hold up anymore. You would hope. Not against the terms gaslighting and (laughs) misogyny Mm -hmm. and manipulation. We just know all of these buzzwords now. Yes. And we'll throw them – in your face whenever we feel like it. Amen. <laughs> Which I can't say that I agree with that, but it's also how we won't end up in a cult. <laughs> whatever it takes, <laughs> honestly. Whatever it takes. Anyways, West Elm TikTok. He works at what or West Elm Caleb. He works at West Elm as like a furniture designer apparently, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he had to shut down all of his social and like his LinkedIn. He apparently his has personal a, website. He has a burner account now. That's um like ha- like at, uh Caleb sucks or like I hate Caleb or something stupid like that. Yeah. So he can like whatever yeah so he just ended up being kind of exposed through multiple women in their early and mid 20s in brooklyn (laughs) yeah um because they're like wait 
no wait uh, and he was like making the same exact playlist for girls and like naming them something mm-hmm. but the dumbass didn't make them private yeah like if you're gonna like cheat or not cheat even well cheat. yeah if you're gonna be suspicious <laughs> yeah be more a little you're more not practiced. even good at it i think like, maybe part of them wanted to get caught <laughs> Honestly. Like, it's just like, this is so basic, I, but I guess it makes sense. Like, his dumb ass can't keep up with all of it. Because, like, no matter what, if you're being shitty, you're going to get caught. How the fuck do you find Women the are time? going to look, if they like you, yeah, they're going to find you uh-huh. on every bit of social media before you've even met. Yeah. And look at your Spotify and just, just it, to have knowledge and, like, enter a situation with it you feel in control you feel prepared it's not malicious it's just like a safety precaution almost it's like okay we we have some common ground here that's the thing men are like oh my god that's so crazy and it's like no it's i mean like it's all public it's all there you just yeah if you don't want people to see it then don't have it right and like past experiences like made us this way and like west elm caleb is a perfect example because like if people didn't start talking about this nobody would know and he would just be dating probably 75 percent of new york at this point <laughs> instead of 50 percent. wild um so liz texted me what was it two three mornings ago friday morning friday morning. i woke up to this and because i like i said i was on west elm tiktok or West Elm Caleb TikTok a few days prior. And then I made sure I went through the hashtag and liked all of the like thing, all of the videos because I wanted more. I yeah. wanted more West Elm Caleb content. And thank God. And because <laughs> I got, I got served a TikTok that was like women of Seattle. We like, is there a West Elm Caleb here? We need to like communicate with each other. And then I was like, huh? And then I like opened the comments started scrolling pretty close to the top is a man we have talked about and this is where i'm gonna let amelia take it away yeah so it was like 8 30 in the morning i woke up my alarm hadn't even gone off yet but when i see a text yeah, from liz that early <laughs> if i see a text from liz that early i'm like something's popping off so um she texts me and she's like amelia you have to open tiktok right now and look at the video i just tagged you in and so i opened it and much to my surprise, Music Man was comment numero uno, the most liked comment. He moved up to number one. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. When I looked, it had like 110 likes on it. Damn. Yeah. And all of the, apparently he like, um, this girl was like, yeah, like I dated, like stay away from him. He like made me a playlist just like West Elm Caleb. So that was like a, a parallel, but not really the issue. He made me a playlist and like I looked on his Spotify and he had made like a bunch for different girls. Within the hour. Yeah. <laughs> and all of these comments were like, oh my God, my friend just dated him. Oh my God, I dated him back in 2016. And I'm going through these fully fucking spiraling. I haven't seen him in like six months. So I can't even begin to imagine how I must have felt if I was still actively dating him. But as so him and I had been having this text conversation that was like over like two weeks where we would take like 72 hours between texts to like respond to each other. So it was like the same really kind of boring conversation going on for a really long time. As I'm reading these comments, I get a text from him. (laughs) Like when you told me that, I was just like. Of course. Uh-huh. I was like, he had to know. His, his music senses were tingling. <laughs> I'm sure he got a screenshot and saw I tagged you. 
oh he absolutely did because so because his friend commented was like oh my god this is a friend of mine i was like there's no way that he doesn't know if i saw my friend get tagged like get mentioned in something i would message them immediately like uh oh something's happening so he messages me he's like how's the hinge life haha and i was like oh interesting timing and so i was i just kind of gave some like generic answer and because i didn't i had things to figure out and so i was like how's it going for you and he was like oh actually i just started dating somebody from college um we just reconnected and like we've been seeing each other for a little bit now and i was like the only way it worked is because she's not on tiktok (laughs) (laughs) i was like exclusively because it's been a while since i talked about music man might I just remind you, the last conversation that we had was me being like, I am in love with you and him being like, I don't think I could ever see myself in a relationship ever again. I never want to be monogamous ever again. Like if I get married, I want to live in a different apartment than my wife, da, 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 all this shit. He is in an exclusive relationship now. So I was seeing- For those of you wondering, red. he is a Sagittarius. <laughs> and you know, I know there's people listening who are like, oh girl, Yes. I can see it. I can tell. Like, he's a fucking Sagittarius to his core. I have, I am a victim of a Sagittarius. Oh my God. I, but I'm a Libra, so I ghosted him. <laughs> Anyways, continue. I love that. My energy. Gemini princess. What does, how does a Gemini react with a, with a Sagittarius? Exactly Sag- how I have. Uh, <laughs> A Sagittarius is your exact opposite. Oh, so that's your sister sign. Uh-oh. Um, and Sagittarius is so independent. Like your sister sign is supposed to kind of like balance you a little bit. Uh-huh. So like Libra and Aries, Aries men are obsessed with me, if I'm being honest. Ooh. And um, I have a little like phase two where I'm like, oh, they're so fun and I love them. And then like I spend too much time with them and I'm like, God, I fucking hate you. You're like a child. Please leave me alone. <laughs> so it doesn't work for me. But uh-huh. um there are like a lot of Libra Aries combinations where it works out great. But oh, OK. It's supposed to kind of like balance you out. You're you're two sides of the same coin. You know, what's interesting is like the Gemini is the twin. There's just like you, too many. Well, so like there's just like this theory that Sagittarius are so independent that like Gemini had to become their own partner so hence the twins (laughs) Sagittarius are insufferable it's fine look at us now music man unless they're women Sagittarius (laughs) women are so fun oh my god so I texted Liz seeing red at this point I really went through like the stages of grief in like a very short amount of time because I went from being like angry (laughs) to like very very sad to like bargaining to acceptance like rapid fire but I texted Liz and I was like I'm really sad (laughs) why am I so sad I haven't seen this man in so long but like there was something that like really I haven't up until him I hadn't met anybody that I felt like that about and I'm I was pissed at myself for allowing myself to feel that way. So it was Aww. like that was where the anger came from because he gave me no reason to feel like that. He really did I mean, didn't. does anyone give you a reason to feel like that? No. I feel like I've... It's just like a... A chemical thing. An instinct. There was something that like on our first date that I was like, this just works. You know what I mean? And I hadn't felt like... First dates always fucking suck. But like going on a first date with him, I was like, this feels good. And I texted you. I was like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I like him. This is not good. I and remember that. And it stayed that. that way. And I just... I liked him more and more and more. I respect him and I don't know. I don't want to. I don't think he's earned it, but I do. (laughs) And so I texted Liz and I was like, I want to say something that makes me the bigger person, but like, I want to be snarky. What do I say? And she was like, bring up West Elm Caleb TikTok. And I was like, girl, okay. (laughs) 
and (laughs) it was the best because I was too emotional to think of what to say and so I texted him back and I was like um I said something that was like saccharine I was like well you set the bar for how I feel like I should feel about someone and like I'm really happy for you she must be really great to be able to lock you down also good good to hear that you swerved being the West Elm Caleb of Seattle I assume somebody's told you about that and they had and so he was like asking me for clarification and he was like focusing on the wrong parts of it he's like I didn't make playlists for everyone I was like bitch that's not the fucking problem (laughs) I have a question Mm -hmm. do we think he's lying about a girlfriend yes I was thinking that and let me tell you to try and save face it came at a very convenient time that's a b Mm -hmm. he has been texting me a lot since then and since saying he has a girlfriend he's been like replying a lot faster and like that's fine I we had like a moment that was like I asked him, I'm like, can we just, can we stay friends? He's he's listening to this right now and he is sweating bullets. (laughs) Guaranteed. This is the thing about music, man. Because I I was in the comments, like some girl commented and she's like, gorgeous, gorgeous girls don't tag his friends. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm not doing that. I don't like him. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, he's like a perfectly like likable person. But I said it on the podcast then and I'm going to repeat it now. I don't get it. Uh, I know. I like. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like like he's nice yeah but you're hot thank you There's and he's, he's just, politely in the middle <laughs> i just like i he would just there is something at the set i was stigmatized completely stigmatized because that was when i like Been really there. yeah that, the i know sex was unreasonably good like he would like throw me against his he would like put me on his kitchen table and just start like a lot of me people in the kitchen. can be good at sex i know but it was like a chemistry thing I just want to fuck him all the time. It's like insatiable. I would leave and I'd be like, I want to turn around and do that again. You know what I mean? But here's the thing. That mm. fizzles out. That's true. But like it's it was the novelty of it, I think. Oh, I just loved being around him. But here's the thing about Music Man that makes this a little bit complicated. He never made me – he never led me on to feel like I was the only one. You know what I mean? Like he was always very respectful and very open and very clear about like I'm not just dating you. And, like, we had a lot of conversations about that. So in that way, he's different from West Elm Caleb. But he clearly hurt multiple people. So yeah. Like, and we did see a comment that said that he uh, had a girlfriend he was living with and was cheating on her. That was interesting. Oh, I never told you. He messaged me and he was like, I don't know any of – I don't recognize any of those names of the people that are commenting. I'm like, convenient. Which <laughs> I – and he was like, yeah, I mean, like, I made a playlist for, like, a couple of people, but, like, a lot of them were, like, friends of mine. And, like, I'm like, you're focusing on, like, the wrong piece of I this I wonder DVD. if there's more than one. There might be because somebody commented, yeah. like, I don't think he like, works there anymore. Yeah. Whoa, this is, like, a conglomerate of music man. Uh-huh. <laughs> M- music men. <laughs> music men. Wow. Wow. Anyway, um, so that's the death of music man uh, emotionally. Um, I... The death of music and the man. I texted Liz when she when she we first like figured this out, and I was like, I can't wait to rant about this on Monday. But um, I feel I'm glad that I didn't. We didn't record that day because I was like very very sad, and I feel like I would have said shit that I didn't agree with today. That's. I mean, it's good that you recognize that, but I still feel the same way in that I. I would like to say I don't fucking understand why like multiple right so now two two guys have come to you that you have like dated who have been like hey how are you um 
I have a girlfriend. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Why? And that hurts. Why? You and then, like, to continue, like, talking to you, it's fucking weird to me. Uh-huh. Like, never once have I, like, started dating someone and then been like, oh, you know who I'm going to tell that I'm dating someone? Someone I used to date. Like, for what? Like, fucking why it doesn't make any sense to me it's weird Mm -hmm. um it's disrespectful Mm -hmm. and if you don't recognize that it's disrespectful what the fuck is wrong with you Mm -hmm. that's why also i think these men are lying because it's like what's your goal here right like what is your goal like what is the point of telling you yeah like sincerely yeah i would like to know like because if we weren't like actively seeing each other like me and yeah. Music Man hadn't seen each other in in actually six months. It's like I didn't well, need that he, information. He asked you about Hinge purposefully because he knew you were going to like politely like, ask the same thing back. Yeah. And then he could insert like, oh, well, I'm dating someone now. So, you know, he's not the bad guy by telling you. Right. Like Mr. Li- like if I knew Mr. Liz was like hitting up people he used to sleep with or date and was like, oh how are you like having a, co- a conversation and being like you're so amazing anyways um i have a girlfriend now i'd yeah. be like like why Ooh. what are you what are you why? I'd be like, what are you gaining from this conversation uh-huh. yeah but no for no actually i would be really uncomfortable even like with the the point in me and squint's relationship right now not even being like anything like official whatever that means like if i knew that he was like texting girls being like oh my God, like I had so much fun with you. Like, how are you doing? Like, oh my God, I miss you. It's been so long. Anyway, are you I'm dating anyone right now? Because I am. That's I like, so why weird. Are you trying to make them jealous? And like, that's, because I can't think of any other reason. Unless it's somebody that you're like actively still dating and you need to be like, I'm seeing someone exclusively. I that's wish we different. could like call my therapist I know. and like put her on speaker and be like, listen, what, why? Why do people do this? What are the, what's, what's the, the thought? thought? <laughs> what's the thought process but really it is different between like somebody that you're actively dating that's that's common courtesy to be like yes yeah i'm dating someone now but then somebody that you aren't seeing anymore and you're just like having a conversation with you just like slipping yeah, like, in the convo you haven't seen music man in six months and then the other guy moscow like he was he like was like gung-ho flirting with you hardcore Two and then started before. being weird uh-huh. and then didn't like tell you when he should have like hey i uh, agreed to see someone exclusively mm-hmm. I, I don't know yeah not neither if either of you are listening neither of you are slick or handled <laughs> this well and it's just like where's the where's the you. diplomacy it's, it's just nowhere to be found so sloppy yeah i don't get it like if you're lying be better at lying <laughs> word anyway so that's um I had the story of when I dated the West Elm Caleb of Seattle <laughs> and fell in love with him. What an award. Yeah. West Elm Caleb of Seattle. Ugh. Oh, and then damn. I also, I sold out a uh, fake Dom on there as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was, was just there was another, like, somebody, yeah. one of my sisters was on there. <laughs> one of my, uh, somebody else that had slept with him. Tun- tunnel sisters? Tunnel sisters? <laughs> Yeah. I've never heard that. In fact, the same guy. Tunnel sisters? Yeah. I've I I don't or what's like what's like the similar what's like the equivalent of Eskimo brothers? I kinda like tunnel Tra- sisters. Train sisters. Train sisters. You like I kinda like tunnel sisters. 
Tunnel Sisters. That's okay. it. That's it. Tunnel Sisters it is. All right. Our sisters in tunnelhood. Wow. That's beautiful. Wow, what a sisterhood Wh- to be a part of. Women unite. Let's I- unionize Hell yeah. against manipulators and liars. Grandpa's part of the union for sure. He's looking in the mirror, but like <laughs> at me through That's the mirror. Really but cute. come here. Gramps. You fucking weirdo. He looks like a weird like Victorian child, like, <laughs> like mourning. Come here. I love him so much. Come Gramps, here, come here, baby. He like, he'll stand outside of my bedroom door and like whine like that. And I'm like, are you a vampire? Do you mean to be invited <laughs> in? Is like, your door open? <laughs> yes. I keep it open because he scratches at it if it's closed. Gramps, Gramps. Come on. He lost interest because we stopped talking to him. So we got an email. The subject line is looking for advice about pushy moms and marriage. Moms. Oh, hold up. I was thinking the other day we should have a theme song for listener emails. We can workshop. <gasps> okay. Should we start now? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, should we call it like, uh, time for a listener email. <laughs> we're just gonna it's just gonna be the same tone yeah. for all of our theme songs it's called a brand <clears throat> anyway looking for advice about pushy mums and marriage uh, i think this person is from the uk given mum <laughs> hi amelia and liz first of all big fan of the podcast thank you so much for sharing your experiences conversations friendship and banter with the world it's truly a joy to listen to it's a joy to do I started listening to the Holy Hour while doing house chores to make them more interesting. And now I actually look forward to doing chores because that means it's Amelia and Liz time. And listener time. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) We're like... uh, It's our time together. We're like, not to compare us to God, but we're always with you. (laughs) (laughs) Not to compare us to God, but... (laughs) (laughs) We're always with you. We're always watching over you and protecting. Protecting you. We cause natural disasters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do. Uh, yeah. I would say my period is Honestly. very similar to the parting of the Red Sea. So, damn. Anyways, continue. My panic attacks are like tornadoes. <laughs> okay. I was hoping to get your advice. Oh my god, hello. I was hoping to get your advice about something. If you ever get some time, I know you both must be super busy. Never too busy for you, boo boo. My boyfriend. I'll call him Sam. And I have been together for three years, and last year we bought a house together. We've talked about marriage and confirmed that it's something we both want, but we are not engaged yet. My mom is overall a lovely woman, and we are very close, but sometimes she can be pushy as all heck. Ever since Sam and I moved out together, she's been nagging me incessantly about getting married. I'd mentioned to Sam before that my mom has been pushing about marriage, but Sam and I agreed that we wanted to get married on our own terms when we both felt ready. He even said he has plans proposal-wise, and I told him to keep the details a secret because I want it to be a surprise when the time comes. So I don't know whether he intends to do it this year or the next or whatever. In any case, it isn't soon enough for my mom. Today on the phone, she was the pushiest she's ever been. She basically said, you should have gotten married last year. Tell Sam that I said you need to get married by the end of this year at the latest. If he knows it's what I want, then he'll hurry up and propose. You're going to be 29 years old. Even 30 is too late, according to her. She also berated me for not instructing Sam to propose to me straight after buying our house. 
I know I had to take a cleansing breath there for a sec. I know that some of my more conservative Christian relatives are probably putting pressure on my mom, which is why she's acting like this. They frown upon living together before marriage, but honestly, I don't care what my relatives think. Good for you. Every single conversation with my mom ends up like this, no matter how many times I tell her that we do want to get married just on our own terms. It is getting extremely stressful interacting with her. Usually I would talk about my stresses to Sam, but I haven't told him about what my mom said today out of fear of stressing him out too. If he ended up proposing out of sheer pressure to meet my mom's arbitrary timeline, it would make me very unhappy. How would you handle the situation if you were in my position? What else could I say to convince my mom to back off? Do you think I should tell Sam what's been happening or would that make things worse? Um, And then she said, whoops, this email turned out longer than I expected. Thanks for taking the time to read. And again, totally understand if you don't get the time to respond. Well, here we are, girl. Love you guys in the podcast and wishing you both the very best for 2022. Aww. Well, you too, first of all. Um, I have a lot to say about this um, because I can relate to that. Um, I have some – I love my family. We all all, like preface that like I love my family and we're very close. (laughs) We we know. But that doesn't like absolve them from having the deep roots of – being judgy Catholics (laughs) of like, oh, they're living together and they're not engaged at least. What? Um, But these things that these ideas are carried over to our parents through generations of like, okay, these are the steps you have to take. Like first you have a partner and then um, they propose and then you live together and then you get married and then you have kids and then blah, blah, blah. Like those are just the steps. Like after you have kids, no one gives a shit like about helping you or where you're at or your mental health or anything like that. There's just like a whole slew of problems that are never addressed to us when we have like when we're children and like when we're growing up. Like I remember when my mom started telling me about her postpartum depression and I was like, oh, what? That's a thing? It's just like the things that you learn growing up, you're like, how come this isn't like talked about? But um, anyways, these are just like markers that, you know, our parents' generation and like their parents have put in place to like define success. And my I talked to my mom or not my mom (laughs) there's a Freudian slip I talked to my therapist about similar (laughs) conversations I've had with my mom so um my mom used to put a lot of pressure on me to get married uh when I was dating my ex and um that was it it made me feel like I couldn't go to her about issues I had in our relationship until it was crumbling oh shit um so Uh, And also his parents put a lot of pressure on us to get married. And like when you're rushing something, it just doesn't, it's not right. So I think like you're in a really good place with your partner. Um, You both have already agreed that you're going to take your time. You have a house together. Like that says plenty. That says enough on its own. That is a serious commitment. Yeah. That's almost, that's like more of a commitment, like legally and financially than getting married. (laughs) So, um, all that considered like you're you what what is marriage going to mean like what does that even mean to your mom you're already essentially married more or less yeah like right you already have a huge commitment together by owning a house together uh-huh. that's a big deal and living together is a huge step like 
And it doesn't seem like you're not treating it with the importance it deserves. Like it seems like you acknowledge it's important. You've already discussed marriage with your partner and you're going to wait until that's the right time for you. And also like if your mom wants you to have a big wedding, that's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Like do you want to buy one? There's just like a lot of like logistics that are going into those things. But um, after like my mom saw my relationship crumble and how hard it was for me, she wa- ultimately wants me to be happy. So she stopped putting pressure on me about, you know, finding a partner and getting married and like having kids. She stopped doing that because she just wants me to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes your parents need to check themselves. <laughs> um, and after that, though, like the second I moved out here, she was like, now you need to start saving for a house. And I was like, why? First of all, I cannot even afford to save for a house. Second of all, I don't even know if I'm going to stay here. Why would I buy a house? And then she, it was like incessant. I recently talked to my therapist about something similar where I like brought up to her. I was like, yeah, my mom, like she, she's will find something to pick at. You know, Mm -hmm. so first it was like, oh, you have to get married. And then and then it was like, now you need to save for a house and buy a house. And then I was it's because your parents think that this is like a marker of success. And like that's going to define your happiness because that's what they were taught to believe. And you need to ask your mom, why do you want this so badly? Mm -hmm. Like I'm I'm in a very, very happy relationship and I'm. I'm at like I like the pace things are going at and I'm happy with my partner. So what is it go like if anything speeding this up is only doing something for you. Yeah. So what is it doing for you? Like her her interest is the main interest. Yeah. It 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 serves her. It's not serving you. It's not serving your partner. It's not serving your marriage. It's not serving anything. And I think like Going off of your point of like your like your mom always finds things to nitpick. It's like the goalpost is always going to move. It's like when mm-hmm. say you do get married like on her timeline, like it's going to be kids next, and then it's going to be like, well, have you looked at elementary schools? You have to move somewhere with good, good elementary schools. It's like I think that there's a piece of some parents, a lot of parents, that always want to be a parent, and like it gives them a sense of control when they can help you make decisions. I'm saying help like really like. <laughs> control like they want to like control what you're doing like they always have like when you were a kid they like were guiding you through life I think that there's a sense of loss of control when they don't have that anymore there's a few layers to that too like your parents are always going to want you to live a better version of their life like they're going to want you to have the life they wish they had so they're chiming in with their like well now you need to get married like right now and but why like Mm-hmm. Also, there's a pandemic. Like, what? Yeah. Sure, you can be engaged, but then, like Amelia said, the goalpost is going to move. And the reason, like, the way I was able to get my mom to stop doing that is, like, I, she started reflecting on what her parents did. Mm. Like, when she had kids, uh, like, uh, my papa was like, so when are you going to have another one? And she's like, I am, st- like, I'm still wearing a diaper, basically. Like, and she, I think it just kind of set in as just like, 
you're you're all there's always going to be a critic who's going to tell you what you should be doing and they're also not going to do anything to fucking support you Mm -hmm. my mom's like um are you gonna like come babysit for me like (laughs) right just things like that so it's just once I had her reflecting on like how she felt when she was in the same situation, I think she it was easier for her to understand. But just at like asking your mom and giving her the space to explain herself, like like she has her opinions of what it's going to do for you, but you already have like your life f- figured out when it comes to this relationship. You already have decided with your partner which is how it should be yeah it shouldn't be you pressuring your partner to propose no it shouldn't be anyone's mom pressuring your partner to propose Mm -hmm. like it should be a mutual decision that you two have made yeah and that's that's like gonna create it sounds like you already have a strong foundation with your partner and that's going to be like the most important thing to your relationship not a wedding not a ring like your mom's probably thinking wedding. She's not thinking marriage because in those terms, you already have that partnership. Right. And really, at the end of the day, it's on your mom to get over it. Because, yeah. like, it's your life and, like, you're not going to, I mean, unless you do go on her terms, which, like, it doesn't sound like you want to do, it's then her responsibility to just get over it, you know? like Yeah, is she going to buy the ring? Like, yeah. What is she getting out of this? It, yeah, I mean, like, it's she... It, it, oh, your judgmental family cares? Mm-hmm. Okay. It sounds like this is coming from a place of love and, like, she wants what's best for you. And um, it's not, clearly, because it's not what you want to do. And you know best. So, again, it's well, on her to get over it. For her to have these standards as well, that means, like, she is taking this as a reflection of her, like, parenthood. Mm-hmm. Like, if she was a good enough parent... Yeah. And all you have to do is be like, I, you are, I'm thankful for you every day. Here are all the things you've done for me and I appreciate them. But times are a change in mom. Uh (laughs) Um, and I also think that like just coming at your mom, honestly, like, and empathetically, and I'm saying this as someone who has a hard time doing that, like our parents is just, it's so easy for them to trigger us that it's easy to like, default to like a defense mechanism like it being defensive in these con these moments of conflict because that's just what you've had to do your entire life like Mm -hmm. in your parents eyes you're always a child in your eyes you're always gonna have to defend yourself to your parents like it's just so easy and the most triggering relationships we can have but that being said like remind yourself to be empathetic and like listen and remind her that you are an adult and you're responsible for your own yourself like I remind my mom like what she was doing at my age and it kind of levels the playing field a little bit Mm. because she's like yeah when I was 30 I was doing this and that like (laughs) yeah I don't need to tell you what to do but as a parent they're always going to want to um and as for your partner I think you should absolutely open up to your partner about how you're feeling and how much this is stressing you out because like this is your relationship. This is yeah. they should be your safe person, you yeah. know. And this and this directly ref- like it um, impacts them as well, you Absolutely. Know? Um, and I think like the way you explained it to us is the perfect way to explain it to him if you haven't already of like I was like, just about to say that. Yeah. Yeah, of just like we already agreed on what we wanted and like I like please do not ever speed anything up for the sake of my mom Mm -hmm. so 
as long like you're already on the same page you're on the same team and you should feel safe confiding in him and letting him know this is stressing you out and this is also this should be an exciting time for you and yeah. like i feel like you're being I, I'm sure that it's still exciting. I'm not saying you're not She's like excited to protect at all, but too like, many people right now. Yeah, it's just it's kind of being robbed from you a little bit, like because you're trying to just like manage so many expectations and like, you know, like not let your partner know that like you're going through this because you don't want there to be any sort of pressure on him to like propose on a timeline. Blah 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 blah. Like I understand. Like that's a lot for you to be going through alone. Yeah, you don't need to juggle it all by yourself. No, and like. You guys are going to go through a lot harder conflicts in the future. And like this is super, super common too. Like yes. I've heard oh, this God, yes. in so few words. I've heard this from so many people of like, my mom wants me to have a baby yesterday. And it's like, what okay. the fuck am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> like, uh, is your mom volunteering to wake up at night? Like, yeah. it's your body. It's your decision when you're going to have kids. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing here. It's your relationship. You're going to decide when things happen in it. Yeah. And you're making that decision together. Like, I like as a parent, like I'm not a parent, but if I were, like, I would be like, oh my God, you couldn't be making a smarter decision in the way that you're approaching this. Yeah. So, well, and you know what? We're proud of you. We're your moms now. Yeah. Yeah. Your mom can still be your mom, but we're your, um, uh, surrogate. We're your honorary mom. Yeah. We're your honorary mom. Yes. <laughs> And we say you can do and whatever feels moms. best for you, mm-hmm. babe. Take your time, sweetie. Take your time, honey bun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, thank you for opening up about this because like this is, a, am sure, something that a lot of people that listen are up against because oh, this yeah. is like, especially I, with this, there, I feel like there's such a generational shift that's happening mm-hmm. right now. Anyway. <laughs> um, I think it's time for a sex, sex, sex of the week. week. Um, we have not been hitting it. Tiny little update. Um, I uh, was having sex with Squints last night. Hey! And he... It was nice. actually very funny. He... Uh, we were like... He was... We were in missionary. And he started pushing down here. And we had kind of a connection of being like, ah. Because like I realized he listened and he was like, I've been listening. <laughs> we forgot to try that. It didn't do anything. Oh, and I and then we discussed oh. it after. We debriefed. Uh-huh. And he was like, I think it has to do with like angle. I think it would work better with fingering because like if you're like going against the G spot uh, than pushing. Okay, okay. But he, but it was really he was like I was like ah like mid sex. I was like we was love he, like, him, was he, like pushing down like right here. Yeah. Huh. huh. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think I don't think the angle is right, but the boy listens, and I love that for me. Okay. Um, um, sex fact of the week. I don't. That was beautiful. Thank you. I love that. I want that to be my ringtone. Okay, I'll I'll record it. I'll send it to you. <laughs> I mean, I'm recording it right now. Oh, so. true. Yeah, you can just say this little <laughs> snippet. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my God, it's for free for you. Um, I don't love how this is uh phrased. So I'm going to try to rephrase it as I'm reading it. Okay. Heavier men last longer. Heavier guys last on average over three times as long in the bedroom. Damn. A 2010 Turkish study looked into the average performance times of men over the course of a year. The researchers found that overweight men could keep going for an average of seven minutes and 18 seconds, while skinny guys' partners had to put up with a mere 108 seconds. I don't know how big this study was, but I think that that's interesting. I'm just imagining like a 
a dude whose ribs you can see just like jackhammering. <laughs> yeah. I you know, I don't know if that's true. I wonder what uh, uh factors play into that. Oh yeah, I don't know. Like like Also you, is this like uh writing this as like a brag or <laughs> I, I, I'm it's just, just like a, a larger man saying this like well we larger men last longer i don't know it's just written like yeah you'll see i just don't like the phrasing of it that's why i was yeah i agree with that yeah um this is from Soten live yeah it's where i've been getting most of our sex facts the past few we huh. have burned through every sex fact website um if y'all have sex facts and references we can check please send them to us mm-hmm like mm-hmm. TikToks even. Tag us in TikToks that you come across that have like interesting sex facts. Ideally, it would be a TikTok where they like cite their source. Yeah. Like, like the like TikToks I was mm-hmm. citing, they had some sources. They had mm-hmm. some doctors and stuff. I love a I love a bibliography. I have a non-sex fact. It's just, you know, like a, fact? a uh, like physical fact. Oh, I love that. So um, a friend of mine knew that I wanted to experiment with um, microdosing while on SSRIs. Oh, fuck yeah. I don't always have luck with psychedelics and SSRIs. And I was like, oh, maybe there's some information about this because the um, host uh, is interviewing a doctor about like interactions between um, like uh drugs that help with our mental illnesses like mm-hmm. managing our mental illnesses and a variety of like psychoactive drugs drugs and psychedelics so it covers everything from like acid to psilocybin to um mdma ketamine Ooh. and ayahuasca those are like the main ones that they talk about and it was just so interesting so there's like a variety of like ssris snris m other, there's other ones too that I don't yeah. really know. YMCA. Yeah, YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> NFTs. PIMP. <laughs> I'm just like naming. <laughs> no. um, so I start, I finally like got around to listening to it last night. And basically, what he says is like, most of us are on SSRIs um, and psilocybin and uh, like has no. Uh, like drug interaction like love that th- like a lot of if you just search it online there's not a lot of things that you can like research essentially because we live in kind of just like a police state of like very against drugs and experimental drugs um uh what, what were they calling it um pro- we live in a prohibition world mm-hmm. uh so you know they're not like there aren't a lot of like accessible studies for us, but he was saying, yeah, there's not a lot of, um, there's no, like you can't, you can't have serotonin syndrome. That's like the biggest thing you'll see online, which is like, be careful of getting serotonin syndrome. Um, but you, there's, uh, essentially no like risk of that. Yeah. There's no risk of serotonin syndrome or overdosing on serotonin. Um, with SSRIs and uh, mushrooms. Amazing. And then it also basically said like MDMA, Molly, like does not work with SSRIs. SSRIs. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, But yeah, mushrooms, acid, and ayahuasca are all like you're going to be fine. Nice. Uh, And then like there's also like not enough stuff. Like some people can't feel anything when they do like mushrooms or acid with if they're on SSRIs. And some people like feel great like microdosing and or like doing mushrooms while on SSRIs. So it really just depends. Like 
I had to find the right kind of mushrooms yeah. <laughs> to feel anything with my SSRIs. And I also had to switch from Prozac to Lexapro. Mm-hmm. So he was basically like, yeah, everyone is different. So there's not really. But I thought that was really interesting. That is really interesting. And the podcast I listened to was Benjamin Malcolm, a.k.a. The Spirit Pharmacist. Oh, I love that name. They get very, like, complex with it. But um, the episode is Antidepressants and Psychedelics, Comparisons, Contrasts, and Combinations. I also want to take this moment to say that um, amphetamines were, like, like fentanyl was the number one killer of young people uh in 2021 so it's such a huge problem right now yeah um so like drugs are just being laced with fentanyl and um just if you like participate in doing any drugs please be very very careful don't don't take molly please or or cocaine cocaine is especially bad right now yeah and it's like lethally like i think like like three times of like the lethal dose of like fentanyl is found in like cocaine mm-hmm. or has been. Mm-hmm. So it's that just like really scary. Demi Lovato. I'm pretty sure that's exactly how Mac Miller died was cocaine that was laced with fentanyl. It's, it's scary. It's really, really sc- it's cheap for these drug dealers to cut these drugs with fentanyl. And so they do. And it's really scary. And you and you don't know until you know. And it, then you then, and then it's, it's too, too late. late. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's like, so, isn't it pretty immediate? Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know. Yeah. Please don't. Please don't. I'm already a cocaine hater. And like, I don't. I also don't like Molly. <laughs> I have too much anxiety for cocaine. Please just do mushrooms. <laughs> Please. We're begging you. <laughs> if you're going to do something, do mushrooms. <laughs> Have like an awakening and just do shrooms and like Lexapro. <laughs> th- that's your that that is your mother speaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you don't have to do SSRIs if your doctor doesn't want you to and you don't want to. Um, just do some shrooms. Yeah, do shrooms. Look into holistic healing. I don't know. Just just be safe please i forgot to plug our socials and then we're gonna say bye okay at the holy hour tiktok twitter instagram we're still not posting on tiktok because i tried again we're still shadow banned holy hour podcast at gmail.com for your some stories we love reading them i cry multiple mm-hmm. times a week we do. we do um we do be crying over here we do be crying in a good way um that's it did i say everything i did yeah okay. and you know what I'm going to take this moment to allude to a future episode. We are going to do truth or drink. <gasps> I'm so fucking excited. I'm I so think excited. we should do it pretty soon. Um, we're going to do this on a weekend because I'm assuming we're going to get fucked up because there's like a lot of shit that I won't answer. Yeah, we're going to get weird. <laughs> I'm really excited. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, and we'll film it. So uh, subscribe to us on Patreon. Join the Discord. That's free. If you just want to like chit chat. Yeah, yeah. We have the best people on our Discord. Oh, my God. The movie nights that y'all have. Like I, it's so fucking cute. It's just like, what an amazing environment. We're always, we see everything that y'all say on there. I feel like. I want to join, but I feel like a cop. Like, I know, what me do too. Do I, I know. <laughs> You're like, hey, kids. <laughs> Hello, fellow children. Oh, dad's here. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to rain on the Hide fun. the beer. Um, but anyway, join our Discord. Everyone's really, really nice. And uh, that about covers it. Wow, we have a lot of we have a lot of shit to plug. A bunch of socials, an we email, do. a Discord, and a Patreon. We've made it, kids. We have. Okay. Love we, you. We love you. Arch. 
children. <laughs> the cats both cats reacted. Like, hate that. <laughs> hate that. Of course. The attacks right off, and I love those. Write it off. Write it off. Write it off. <laughs> <laughs>